I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2022. Twi- 20, I always <laughs> want to say 2020. I think y'all are locked in that motherfucker, see? <laughs> I miss Wakanda forever. I know. Well, when the movie comes out, if it does well, 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 well I'm sure we'll come back. Oh, oh. Uh, so, yeah, well. <laughs> exactly. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On this show, we keep. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. I'm like, what the fuck do I say? On the show, we talk about entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. Shut up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> But we always talking about screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out today, but I'm really happy for you guys to hear this new episode we're about to jump off on today. Um, so if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So to get y'all, but don't don't be messing up my tongue and stuff. Got me speak. Yeah, why y'all making a brother nervous and stuff? <laughs> See how they do me, Rich. So welcome to the show, everybody. We got. Thank you. Um, everybody coming in from the tribe. What do you call the tribe? What? Tribe. Is it the mentors program? What writers, is it? Tribe, tribe writers program. program. Tribe yeah. writers program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You need to be That's a little closer. You're That's it. Yeah. <laughs> tribe writers program. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be giggling all Founded day. Founded by Amy and Yobi. Exactly. The incomparable, the wonderful little Amy sis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, she's amazing. Big time EP over there from Insecure mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things. Big deal over there, HBO. That's right. And she handpicked us mm-hmm. to be in this inaugural group. Um, I called her a couple times and she talked to me, which is awesome. I'm from New York mm-hmm. and people who are of a certain level don't talk to you. Mm-hmm. And here I <coughs> just moved to L.A., and this is Colette, by the way. Mm-hmm. And hey, introduce I, yourself. Go I'm ahead. Colette. I'm a comedy writer, Haitian Colette American. Prosper. Colette Prosper. Um, <clears throat> Yummy Coco is my <laughs> handle, and I'm a podcaster too. Mm-hmm. With the Yummy Coco Show. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, but yeah. But Amy Aniobi talked to me on the phone. I talked to her twice. Incredible person. Gave me a lot of great advice. She told me to take a UCB class. Um, so you're a comedy I'm a, writer? I'm a comedy okay. writer. Um, I hope I'm funny. I'm getting there. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> She's funny. Well, Shereen is funny. Jasmine's <clears throat> funny. Anyway, this is why I invited them. Come here, because they're amazing. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, they um, Amy just... Uh, sent an email to us it was like it was like we were invited to like hogwarts or something mm-hmm. yes <laughs> that's the feeling that's funny. I love it, it I love was it. like do you want to be in this mentoring group i don't know what it is but I, I just think that we should all get together and be be a group 
And so we all got together and we became a group. Nice. And and here we are. All black women. Uh, there's a mix. There's some white people too. Okay. There's some dudes. Some dudes. There's some dudes. There's a really great uh, Korean American writer, Quincy Cho. Um, Minzy Seyuni is. Uh, she's a digital producer um, over at Amy's podcast. Mm-hmm. So that there's there's a mix of people, but okay. predominantly black. Uh, women, but you know, we got yeah. we got some sprinkles. <laughs> we, got we got a little some bit of affirmative action. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. a little, little affirmative action on the other on the other way. That's what's up. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into your backstory in a minute. Yeah. So uh, introduce yourself, Shereen. Hi. I'm okay, a- that's enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, see. <laughs> uh, my name is Shereen Jones. I am from <laughs> Philadelphia, and I am a comedy writer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did you get into the program? I got into the program um, because I'm amazing. No, I'm kidding. Well, there is that. <laughs> no, um, I connected with Amy and Yobi during the pandemic. Um, I was wait. So people are approachable during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Especially god. Especially Amy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, don't don't. We're not going to give you her email, but no, sorry. <laughs> I have to keep that close don't to me. Yeah, that's coveted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, five 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 is the <laughs> number. No, no. <laughs> um, but yes, I connected with her over the pandemic, and I didn't even really uh, know what I was doing. I just mm. know that I saw her name. Um, I, I was actually a part of another uh, like program <coughs> called Hollywood here, oh, yeah. uh, ran by Jesse Evans, mm-hmm. and um, he, you know they were setting up coffee mm-hmm. uh, virtual, virtual, awesome. Okay, virtual coffees with um, a lot of executives, right. mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't know any of the executives but Amy, and I knew mm-hmm. immediately like that's who I want to talk. That's to. cousin right that, there. That's mm-hmm. who I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like prepared <coughs> for that meeting and didn't really say much. <laughs> didn't really ask much. <laughs> I just said that I she was. She pretended like she's shy, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really act so much. And then, um, yeah, the the it was just she talked to me about what I should do, you know, for the next steps of my career. Mm-hmm. And then that January, I got the letter, like all the other. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's up. That Jasmine, tell us your story, girl. Hi, I'm Jasmine Ogan Jimmy. I'm from Chicago. Uh, I'm a Nigerian American uh, writer, and I moved here about two years ago. I also joined the program via Hollywood Here, so mm-hmm. shout out to Jesse B. Evans. Okay. Um, but yeah, I. J- Jesse over there promoting y'all. <laughs> Jesse Ben Evans. <laughs> Jesse yeah, no, he's dope. Um, yeah, so I did the virtual coffee, and you know, people are always like, executives are like, yes, we'll stay in touch, but. People mm-hmm. don't actually do it. So mm-hmm. months later to receive, you know, that email, it definitely felt like a Hogwarts yeah. <laughs> like invite. I love it. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that's how I met these beautiful ladies. That's dope. See, Amy, Amy is somebody I love. She's like, um, there's only a few people that are of their word. Yes. Yeah. People tell you some shit. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't hear from them. That's yeah. a very Hollywood thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to say no. Mm-hmm. So they'll just, you know, pump you up and make you feel good about some mm-hmm. shit. Right. <clears throat> and she is somebody who always follows through and mm-hmm. does what she says she's going to do. And um, I'll never forget, we do, we do these, um, like, meet and greets mm-hmm. um, at the Writers Guild. Yeah. And we we're trying to, like, figure out, like, who would be the perfect person to, to come in and, like, help the writers prepare for their meetings. And, you know, she can take a meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and so... Um, we had her and Ben, ben Corey Jones come nice. in <clears throat> and just listening to the two of them drop game on, you know, what they do mm-hmm. was like, you know, we knew that was going to be the perfect little one-two punch, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And she could write a book. 
Oh, yeah. I mean? She For should. Sure. She really should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we have Save the Cat. We have so many different kind of like how to screenwriting books. But yeah, she needs to do that. Yeah. Because I keep, I, I was approached a couple of years ago about like writing a book. Mm-hmm. And and I jokingly said to, to the publisher, I says, <clears throat> she said, well, because I kept saying no. Mm-hmm. And she was like, <laughs> Well, if you were to write a book, what would it be? And I was like, oh, it would be, you know, a book on, you know, black writers surviving in Hollywood yes. over 40. Yeah. And she was like, oh, really? Well, let's talk about that. I was like, no, bitch, I ain't got no time. Uh, well, write it. I ain't got no time. It's very specific like, and very I'll needed. dictate it, bitch, then you can write it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, let me go get my laptop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to do some articles, I think, coming up um, for... Um, for some people, we'll start soon. that way. Start start that way. So, do yeah. a collection of articles. Yeah. I'm gonna do one. Comes. I'm gonna do one. The one I'm gonna do when I get a minute mm-hmm. is I'm gonna do one on um, on getting how to get production value on a low budget. Mm. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know how to like you know how to maneuver and how to get a star on your thing and Squeeze you don't know how to do that whatever. Every dollar. Yeah. 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 So Love I got that. some tricks. Okay. Uh-huh. Tricks. If you don't write that damn book. With seven S's. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Colette, you were saying where you're from and uh, how did, what got you into writing in the first place? Like, what, what do you think that was? Um, so I've, I've, I guess I've always been a writer. Um, I grew up, I'm the youngest of five kids, um, Haitian family, um, narcissistic. Like, they, they, they uh, <laughs> like the whole spectrum from, like, one end to the other, um, all my family members fit and so I was ignored a lot and I used to just write stories think about stories Mm -hmm. um write on walls um and so I've always yeah yeah I mean my mom washed it off but like it was uh you know it's just always something and then Haitian people even like in in Nigerian culture Nigerians tell stories Haitians tell stories Mm. we we especially there's always that one person that one uncle at the party that like has the you know bon blague like the good the good jokes and that um you know keeps everybody um in you know wrapped in in suspense because they're they're telling this great story so i i love that and i i feel like i grew up in that kind of um culture and that desire to want to tell stories and have people listen to me mm-hmm. um and uh so my road is kind of windy whereas like uh i went to school in boston then i i came home i to back to jersey didn't know what i wanted to do i was 23 dating like a 19 year old guy sneaking to movie theater I'm like telling. i just needed to get my life together <laughs> wasn't getting together she like them youngsters moved. look at her yeah I see I, my I husband's see younger than me mm-hmm. too um i finally moved into i moved to brooklyn i lived in brooklyn for a really long time and i, I started working in media because mm-hmm. you know again haitian culture we connect dots like oh i know this person or um like i remember telling my mom about like arcade fire she's like oh um that whatever she plays violin she's like oh i know her cousin i know this i know everybody always knows your cousin everyone always knows your family so um i started working in media and it was like easy for me it was easy to do publicity i eventually started working at time out new york and i started writing articles i've written for l in new york um doing like pop culture stuff 
And uh, I met my husband at uh, Spin the Bottle Party. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get him. I got his friend. But, like, he got my roommate. And I remember talking <laughs> okay, to him. Let's, I talk, he was let's German. talk about this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought he was German because he had, like, a pompadour. And he was with a guy who had an accent. And so I went up to him. And I was like, oh, are you German? And he was like, no, I'm from L.A. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then my, um, and then he was the, he wouldn't let me go. Like I, I was used to just, you know, cause I, I can, I'm a connector. I talk to people and then I walk away, mm. you know? Um, but he was like, he kept asking me questions, which, um, and kept talking to me. And then, um, and then I gave him my number. My roommate was just like, you gave that guy your number? Cause he, cause he stuck his tongue down her throat and he was like, he's a bad kisser. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm marrying him. That became my husband. That's hilarious. Um, and uh, in grad school housing, um, I gave birth to our son. So mm. who's a home wow. birth. So wow. that's, that's, that's our story. That's, um, that's our Bridgerton you know, <laughs> IRL story. Uh, and, um, just I've always been writing, always writing stories. How long have you been articles. out here now? Been here since 2019. Uh, I Amy was like the first person that I talked to. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I stepped out of the car, or like the boat, like whatever proverbial, <laughs> you know, thing you want to use. And uh, and started talking to her and then uh, meeting other people and just trying to trying to schmooze. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I have my podcast where I interview a lot of screenwriters. So I've interviewed Amy. I've interviewed Shantira Jackson. I've interviewed she, she ain't called nobody. Same time. Same time. Jasmine. Credits. Mm. Credits. I don't even want to be on the show. Try. I'd <laughs> love to, to have you on the show. Uh, 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 I love I'm too busy. Screenwriters <laughs> I'm too busy. No, yours OMG. is the season mm. finale. You mm. dig on around your OMG. I would <laughs> love to. <laughs> See how I get treated um, rich, too, what I'm talking about? Rich boy feels. I would love, you know, this is, so that's, that's why I'm putting it out there, you know? Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've been able to talk to a lot of writers and learn a lot um, because that's that's what I like. I like to connect. I like to talk to people. Well, speaking of that, the reason, <clears throat> the reason I wanted to have you guys on, if you follow the show, which we're dropping episode 400 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Usually we don't make it this far. And I, I miss Lisa too. Yeah. Way. Actually, yeah. today's her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa, yeah. wherever Maybe you she's are. surfing or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Call the brother. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. But congrats. She just disappeared, okay? Just left the brother. Um, so, Trip, the reason I wanted to have you guys on, mm-hmm. several reasons. One is I came across a photo. I was telling this on the podcast yesterday um, with Mike Gallo, right? Yeah, you guys all yeah. know Mike. Mike was sitting here, like, because, you know, I invite writers to just come and sit yeah. mm-hmm. and listen to us and Lisa and Chris, and we were in here doing, and he was just sitting, you know, listening, like, taking up some game. Yeah. And he actually he's came, he came several so times that I didn't realize. I was fold, going through photos and going, oh my God, he's been here several times. Yeah. Like, I forgot before uh-huh. I ever had him on the show. Yeah. As a writer himself, wow. yeah, and 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 I just started thinking about all the people that we invited to come mm-hmm. through who are now showrunners, EPs, mm-hmm. you know, directing stuff or whatever. And yeah. I was like, that's why I do the show. Yeah, I want to get people on the cusp. Yeah, 
That's why I call this the Emergent Writers episode. Mm -hmm. And it's usually all one of our biggest episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, thousands of people be tuning in (laughs) from all over the world. They ain't going to listen to you, though. Oh, no. Uh, Because you don't be calling people to come on your show. I'm laying laying the groundwork. I put some breadcrumbs out there. Exactly. She got to do a favor to get a favor. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. But, But, yeah. But that was why I was like, let me bring on the next, you know, if Amy, like y'all, y'all got to be dope. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. For sure. It, it's funny. I went to a party um, for the, the Sweet Life and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to introduce myself to Issa Rae and I'm going to tell her I'm one of a- Amy's mentees. But I, I couldn't <coughs> do it. She looks so amazing. I was so intimidated. <laughs> but the you know, I introduced myself to uh, Yvonne Orgy and mm-hmm. I was a bumbling mess um, because it's it's Molly right. and uh, I was like I'm see I go back with, I go back with Yvonne for yeah. Like, yeah Yvonne makes you feel like she knows you like Yvonne's she's people. like don't I know you I'm uh-huh. like no but we can let's <laughs> but, but she was like oh you're sweet and then yeah, I sweet. was like okay well thank you I was trying to walk away um, but someone that she was with was like well if you're one of Amy's mentees then I want to read your work mm. oh, and so, so come on now yeah. that's how it works yes yeah, so that was cool that's how it works yeah what about you girlfriend um a little closer to the mic what's the question oh I was just asking like how'd you, how'd how'd you did, like how did you start oh. to write like, how did you know you were writing <laughs> yeah um and you, you grew up where I grew up in Chicago, okay. so I used to write, but like for fun. So I'm like, novel writing was okay. my was my thing, and I have like a bunch of half written novels on my on my computer, <laughs> my old laptop. Um, but it was never; it was just for fun. That's a good um, exercise, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um, was an athlete for majority of my life. My whole I come from a family of athletes. Um, so what were I, you playing? So I I danced. Track? Professionally, I did run track at some point. I um, can tell, just looking at <laughs> She looked like she'll tear you up, girl. Look. <laughs> she, her arms are uh, You know, she's swole. Look at her. <laughs> um, so I did. You got to be on Rich's show, see? <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. that's true. Exactly. Yeah, sure. That's a fitness portion. Um, so I danced professionally and then I played basketball professionally. And that was my whole trajectory before writing. Um, I didn't start screenwriting until I wrote my first script in 2018 so it was very much like somebody planted a seed of like reading a short story Mm -hmm. and kind of being like it's a a part of a really long story but the short version is um I had a professor my senior year when I was about to graduate um read my my script and or sorry a short story Mm -hmm. and she was just like um you should consider screenwriting you should move to Hollywood because wow this is something that you should do and you know the the industry needs your voice i was mm-hmm. like okay but i was i already signed a, a contract to play overseas oh. so i didn't really care i was like this that's nice but i'm going <laughs> so, to play basketball okay. yeah. <laughs> so i left and I, I played all over the world and then it was whoa, like wow where my 10 percent <laughs> where my fees at i got you when the residual <laughs> okay checks come. Yeah, yeah, connect come that in. up I sent Rich over there to get them ends. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm teasing. No, uh, so yeah, so I was overseas playing, and then I think just like slowly but surely that like voice started coming back of right. just being like, maybe you should look into screenwriting. I didn't know what it was, so oh. had to do a lot of research. Um, yeah, and then I just started transitioning uh, slowly out of, I was supposed to go to taking my PhD, uh, and then I stopped and was like, no, I want to, I want to be a screenwriter and you know my Nigerian parents are like girl what you know so (laughs) it took a lot of convincing a lot of 
I looked really crazy for like a year, just mm. like sleeping on my mom's couch, mm-hmm. not having a job, trying to convince myself mm-hmm. that I knew what I was trying to do right. and convince my parents. And everyone was just like, you should just go back to playing basketball mm. or go back to school. <clears throat> and I was just like, I want to do the screenwriting thing. And I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, yeah. Here's, <laughs> here's an interesting thing. <clears throat> I used to talk to Rich about this a lot. And um, your background is actually the thing that people are the most interested in. Mm-hmm. Like you, you hear all of you guys are probably submitted to like Disney and all those mm-hmm. different fellowships, and they always talk about the script is great, but that letter you write about who you are mm-hmm. is really the thing. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you started talking about you know um, being overseas and traveling around the world, because mm-hmm. he has a similar story, mm-hmm. right? And he played football, and you know traveled and did all kind of stuff. Nice. So it's a, it's a they don't expect us to be traveled. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So when they know you know what it's like to live in Europe and to travel and go to yeah. Japan, whatever, they're like, oh, 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 they're not your average black person. Right. Oh. right, right. Make sure it's in your pitch. That's true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I just had to jump. We'll talk that's about that true. later. No, that's a good but point. But it just occurred to me when you said that. I went, ooh, I leaned in yeah. on that. So what about you, girlfriend? Um, okay, that's enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know you I'm really silly girl. Love me. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm your favorite. <laughs> I am. It's okay. I love you. Um, I how did I start writing? Well, I moved to LA in 2015. Actually. You grew up where again? I grew up in Philadelphia. Okay. So um, I grew up in Philadelphia. I went to school in Baltimore, um, at Morgan State University. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> y'all cousins, I see y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went, I went to, um, I went to school there, and um, then I just moved out here because I was like, um, I don't want to move back home. <laughs> <laughs> she trying to get out of there. Like. I did. I was like, I, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd always been a writer. Like mm. I remember, I can remember in seventh grade, like I used to finish my work really fast. Mm and make sure I got it right so I could just sit and write my stories all day. Okay. And like my mentor would literally be like, who was my teacher at the time, would be like, you need to seriously like do something with this, mm-hmm. but you need to finish your work, <laughs> but but yes, do something, do something with this. Keep so, going, keep going. Um, I, um, yeah, I moved to, I moved to LA in 2015. The first script I wrote was really, 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 really bad. Um, what was it about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I think if I read it, I still wouldn't know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And fast, fast forward to 2020, met Amy. Um, and that year, like, everything started happening. Like, I mm. met Amy, got into Tribe, got into USC. How did you meet Alicia then? Where did that? Were she you, were she you went working? to Morgan State. Oh, that's right. I knew there was a thing. I knew there was some connection there. I forgot mm-hmm. what that was. Yep, oh, she okay. went to Morgan State. Yep. Uh, we actually, like, did, like, a web series. Did you? And school. It was bad, too. But <laughs> <laughs> now, but our work, now our work looks good now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's a, an amazing director now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we laugh about those That's hilarious. Crazy times. So I think I've always wanted to be a writer. I just didn't. It didn't become good until later. <laughs> it never becomes good until later. <clears throat> if you don't make mistakes and learn how to do it, you know, mm-hmm. you'll never. No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you guys are here. Mm-hmm. Y'all are here in LA now. You guys are all in in this amazing program with Amy. Mm-hmm. The the little sis who's out there just killing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, killing again. Mm-hmm. I think I remember when like she first got her first show. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what yeah. that was like. She still was all shy, like shit. Yeah. I, Happy endings, you, baby. What's that? Happy endings. Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I mean. And then boom, her her mouthpiece just kicked up and just bam. You know, it's just amazing to see. Like Issa was like doing mm-hmm. a little. With a little web series that the people mm-hmm. were watching, you know, not sure what's going to happen with it. Oh, yeah. And everybody blows up. You know what I mean? It, it's crazy to see that. Um, Lena, mm-hmm. you know, to oh, watch indeed. all of them yes. just mm-hmm. just grow from, should I move back home till mm-hmm. I made it? <laughs> you know what I mean? To surpass point. everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I it's, think it's, I'm like currently in a place of trying to be present mm-hmm. and like soak up every moment because That's I where love you should be. seeing... I love seeing where people are now mm-hmm. and I'm starting to see that within like myself and my peers mm-hmm. and I'm like I want to enjoy these moments because right. I don't want to be so focused on I need to get staff I need to get this I need to get that because mm-hmm. when you get there and you look back and you wish you enjoyed tribe more mm-hmm. or like those moments where we're in a coffee shop trying to like mm-hmm. give each other notes or just yeah. making the bad web series or whatever mm-hmm. and just kind of being like in know, the moment exactly yeah. because mm-hmm. We're going to get there the more that we keep pushing. And I don't want to look back and wish that I had enjoyed it more. So it's really cool to see people. That's good that you caught that early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because usually you got to look back and go, damn, I wish I, Mm -hmm. you know, had Mm -hmm. really sat in that moment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was sitting there talking to such and such and I didn't even enjoy it. I was so nervous about the fact that I was talking to them. Mm -hmm. I didn't even enjoy the fact that we were there for 30 minutes having a conversation. You know what I mean? You got to start to realize that people are just people like Issa, Mm -hmm. good people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As you see how Amy is. You know what I mean? Good, and, and and Amy ain't gonna hang around nobody who ain't dope. Right. Oh no, no, Issa yeah. <laughs> ain't gonna have nobody who ain't exactly. dope. So yeah. it's, if you when you think about that, you relax more mm-hmm. on who they are. It's like oh, they're such and such. Oh man, it'd be really cool to meet them. You just start to be a lot more chill about it, and mm-hmm. and and you start to feel equal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. worthy. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's why. Yeah, like yeah. no matter what the meeting is, and I know I'm a lot more experienced, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm never nervous to meet anybody yeah mm-hmm. it could be a big star it could be whatever i'm totally fearless right yeah. of who they are yeah yeah and you have a you have a gift for gab you do you kind of like have a presence You're like, yeah come come sit down <laughs> yeah you make people feel very at yes. ease mm-hmm. oh, thank you. yeah and then you you tell you the stories just kind of roll off the tongue you're not you're not thinking like i'm always thinking i'm stumbling on my words yeah like, am I saying everything yeah. right but like you it just kind of flows for you you know honestly how many how many episodes episodes you have in your podcast? Now? Um, almost sixty. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I do want to point out that you have a different energy as an interviewer versus an interviewer. It's a different oh. thing. Oh. It's because right yeah. now, if if you're saying that you're nervous, uh-huh. but as an interviewer, she's hey y'all, y'all be coming on show. Yes. Don't be too hard on yourself because you. you are you make people feel comfortable on yeah. your podcast. Thank you. And I mean, just in general, right? Because remember, we met right before the pandemic. Yes. Did not know we would be yes, connected again. We were at this random mixer mm-hmm. in Santa Monica. Co- Colette comes up and we're talking about some show and she goes off and I don't see her again for two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we were talking about the Compton Cowboys. Yes. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Second City. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. We talk, we had a conversation. Yes. We talked. And then she just whisked away. <laughs> and I never <laughs> see her again for two years. And wait, then wait, I, wait. I go in the tribe, I'm like. Did she buy Felicia you all of a sudden? No, no, no. no. Was she just literally. Yeah, She's she like, I gotta go. All right. But she was still in my head. There was, she implanted her, her, her presence in mm -hmm. my mind mm -hmm. and then when tribe started i was like i know her I said and the then and then when i emailed her i was like i met you at whatever like right. yeah so That's connected mm -hmm. i like that i like yeah. that but i love what you were saying jazz about how um don't you mind me call you jazz of I don't course yeah, okay. yeah yeah she's <clears throat> miss jazz <laughs> j-a-z-z -Z, by yes. the way just so y'all know exactly That's, get it that's clear. yes yes you got it <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> um then i love what you were saying because i think i think realizing when you are a a, a more emerging younger writer mm -hmm. is because I hate baby writer. Mm -hmm. Cut that shit out of mm -hmm. your fucking, if you say it, cut it out. Because um, <laughs> yeah. we all grown ass people, really I'm calling myself a baby, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, so when you figure that out at this stage mm -hmm. is a great place for you to be. Mm -hmm. So I can tell looking in your eyes that when you get there, you will still be the same. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's don't let don't get caught up. Yeah. Because it's easy. Mm -hmm. And and I have seen. I've been here since '96. I know, brother, look like you're 20. Like. <laughs> Y'all know we vampires. Actually. You really do. <laughs> I want to know who your vampire doctor is. What's that one? I want the vampire doctor recommendation. <laughs> I want that right. You know, a couple necks here and there, you know. Nice. <laughs> get that Stay blood. Stay away from that garlic. Get that, <laughs> you know, true blood, true blood, get that V, you know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, so I just want to say that to you, that, and so that somebody else listening will hear that mm -hmm. and be like, I need to chill mm -hmm. and I need to enjoy the moments more, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Thank you. Let me ask you guys, um, so when I first started writing, I wrote my first script, it took me about a year. It was a feature. I started mm -hmm. in features first. Mm -hmm. And that script ended up, you know, taking me on the Sundance list and doing really well. But for two years, all I did was read scripts, practice, study, mm -hmm. read, practice study so i came out of, i think it was somewhere between 13 and 14 50 scripts that i'd read mm -hmm. in two years mm -hmm. and that was everything i went way back to double indemnity and all about eve oh, and rebel nice. without a car yeah. i wanted to see everything and i worked my way up uh -huh. you know to see what's mm -hmm. up so that I can recall as I'm writing, if you read anything from me, you'll read a script and be like, this is completely different from that one. Because mm. I'll pull from something that I saw before mm -hmm. yeah. and be like, I'll add a little technique I figured out from mm -hmm. this thing to mm -hmm. this thing. And, and so I have so much in me. What type of things are you guys doing to make sure you are staying on par with where things are going and knowing where it's come from? You, mm. know, you get my point? Yeah. Okay. I'll start. I'll start with you since I. Let me go with you. Um, I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm so, well. It's because like I really do love the craft. Like mm -hmm. right. Like I just love it. Mm -hmm. I love learning about <coughs> it. So I'll take a script. And um, because I'm like more of a TV girl, like I'll take a script and I'll read the script while watching the show. That's good. And figure out. Break it down. Okay, this is the A story. This is the B story. Oh, this didn't make the cut. The right. Okay, why? I wonder mm -hmm. why. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, or why was that line changed? Mm -hmm. Maybe it didn't. You know, like, so just <clears throat> understanding the craft and like really what, like the shows that, that you love watching, go find the script. Mm -hmm. Go find the script. Read the script. 
figure out why is it that you love it mm-hmm. what works what doesn't work and you can you can do what you said like you apply those techniques apply mm-hmm. like the little gifts that you have but i think number one like loving the craft itself mm-hmm. is probably the most important part for and me. and piggybacking off of that <clears throat> so i was talking with somebody the other day about about writing it oh my i was talking to my friend doug the other day he was a big writer and He's he's wrote this book, but it's where he's been writing this book for three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, and I said to him, I said, look, I love you, but it's taking too long to write this book. Mm-hmm. He says, what do you mean? I says, you keep talking about this damn book. <laughs> Get to the end. Mm-hmm. You're editing yourself too much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta just push through because mm-hmm. if all of us know when you put fade out or the end or whatever you write at the end of your your scripts. You feel like, like yeah. I've never drank in my life, mm-hmm. right? But I always go, I should have a glass of wine <laughs> mm-hmm. because of the feeling yeah. that you finished it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you know you got more work to do, yeah. it's just getting to there, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So I was trying to explain to him, get to the freaking end of this damn book. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you know what the problem is? Piggybacking off what you were saying, you're not writing a book that you're passionate about. Because mm-hmm. if you were, you'd, be, you'd have been done. Because mm-hmm. you can't stop. You can't mm-hmm. stop. You see him? I said, you need to change the subject. Mm. That don't mean you don't write that book. Mm-hmm. You just don't write it now. Mm-hmm. I said, you need to write another thing. He's like, well, I'm really interested in this. I said, bitch, we'll write that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Colette. Um, yeah, I think what Shereen was saying is, is true. You have to really love the craft. Um, again, going back to childhood where I was ignored. Um, I mean, my, I had a nice family, but like, you know, <laughs> everyone had big personalities and I didn't. So I grew up watching TV. I was raised watching HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mentioning all these like old movies. And I think back to like when I was a really little kid watching the show called Dream On. Mm-hmm. And in Dream On, he would constantly be reminded of like old movies. And I, I'm sort of like that. I'm constantly reminded of something in pop culture, something um, that I saw in my childhood, music, art. So I I, I find that... Um, that's that's my influence and that's what keeps me going is wanting to tell stories um but from my perspective which i don't um see a lot of and then it, and then it's like what is my perspective i but was like, just about I wanna, to ask you i want to tell stylish darkly <clears throat> comedic <clears throat> stories about black women mostly from the diaspora like i would love okay. uh, haitian Oh, so you're gonna love Washington Black. What's about to come out? I'm excited, girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I would love that. Um, I love uh, Susan Falls Hill. Um, mm. She worked on Twenties. Okay. She's a showrunner for the Twenties. Um, her mom is Haitian, so mm-hmm. like I, I would love something like Twenties. I would love to create something like Twenties, but like from a Haitian woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, that's sort of one of my dreams. Now, you grew up here in America? Yeah, I grew up in America. I grew up in Jersey. I, mm-hmm. I um, When I speak French, I sound like Snooki. So <laughs> I, but I, but I'm here. Um, that would be funny, though. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I grew up in Jersey, but my parents were very, like, post-colonial mentality mm-hmm. um, from from Haiti. They, they, they are older. They had me older. Okay. Um, like, they came, like, shortly after the Civil Rights Act. So my, my mm-hmm. parents were able to immigrate here and, and work. <clears throat> my dad was a doctor. My mom was a nurse. And... Um, they had me in the 80s and so here i am and uh i don't know what my point is but mm-hmm. but just that like i i am very influenced by like jane austen 
Um, I would love to see some kind of, or like even Bridgerton. Bridgerton, I mean, it has very like white gazy problems to it, but I, I still love it. But in like the Gilded Age, I love what um, Sally Richardson she a romantic, Woodfield. Yes, I'll see you yes <laughs> but I love um, Sally Richardson Woodfield, like what she mm-hmm. did with with the Gilded Age. Right. I know it's it's not her show per se, but like how she influenced the black storyline. Right. I love that because I I want to see that. I want to see black middle class from that time period in New York City. Um, so, and I, you know, I want to see that now. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Yeah. So that's what, what I want to see. What about you, Jasmine? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with both of them. I think for sure reading lots of scripts, taking notes on the scripts that you read. And like you said, why do you like these things? And then watching it while you read it. I think another thing is feedback, like mm-hmm. getting feedback from yeah, your peers because mm-hmm. it hurts to, to get <laughs> notes. Yeah. But it's always like it's it's always better. It's never, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. take what you want, leave mm-hmm. what you want, but it's always helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that I've been, like, grasping a lot more lately is using the scripts that you like as blueprints. And I mm-hmm. feel like, like, I used to be scared of that because mm-hmm. I used to think, oh, no, that means I'm copying so-and-so. But the person you admire so much used the script that they liked as a blueprint mm-hmm. and yep. then so on and so forth. Yep. And, mm-hmm. like, even down to... <laughs> okay, this first page, the teaser has three jokes. Right. So if you want it to be funny like theirs, make sure you right, the use jokes. three jokes. And yeah. it doesn't have to be the same joke, obviously, yeah. but... The rhythm, kinda, like what's the rhythm exactly, they do? The mm-hmm. rhythm, mm-hmm. when does the inciting incident happen? Mm-hmm. When does the first act break happen? Like that kind of stuff to the T and being like, oh, it's literally just a skeleton. Right. And then just, you know, inserting your story into that. And then once you get, you know, more experienced and more comfortable, then you right. can freak it how you want, but... See, yeah. I'm a I'm a very visual writer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Depending on the project I'm writing, I always open on a on an action, mm-hmm. on a sound, on movement. Mm-hmm. Every single script will open on you know choo choo the train goes by. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden yeah. you hear whatever it is. I just start on curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I get your mind going. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're we're taking a ride. Did you, you take know? that from some somewhere? Oh, I'm sure. You? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And and I'll I'll tell you a little secret that I do piggybacking off what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Say I'm writing a horror script, mm-hmm. right? And I will go through, say, 28 Days Later or World War Z or one of those and look at how they describe the actions mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I like that passage. I'll pull that passage, put it in my script, but rework it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a passage, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But the tone of the passage will inspire me to keep it in that style. Right. So I'll keep making sure that throughout the whole script, I'm be coloring it in that yeah. type of a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're not just walking in a room, they're sliding in and coming yeah. in with the feet, boom, boom, whatever the thing is in the tone. So it is always moving forward in that type of a way. Yeah. A good you know point. what I mean? That's yeah. Great. Even going back to the 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 tidbit about the notes, like getting feedback is very yeah. important. And get feedback from people that you trust. Like, yeah. Because like, sometimes people don't be precious. Don't know the story. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But like get get your tribe that you trust who's gonna who knows your voice mm-hmm. and knows the right thing to say to mm-hmm. help you bring out the best version of mm-hmm. your story. Yeah. Super important. For sure. For sure. What what type of writer did you say what type of writer you are? I'm not I did not. I Talk am a raunchy, sex positive love it. comedy mm-hmm. writer. Okay. <laughs> I love talking about um I love writing about Little uh, Miss Shy over there, raunchy. Dirty. Look. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I always say I love writing about um dark skinned fat black women feeling seen and desired 
in mm-hmm. in a lot of my scripts just like because that. that's you know that. I that's what I feel you mm-hmm. know um and I don't think that I've seen a lot of women like me in lead ro- right. in leading roles um who are not like the punchline mm-hmm. and who aren't the the butt of mm-hmm. of a corny ass joke mm-hmm. um so and and I know so many women who look like me who have very full nuanced lives yes. mm-hmm. so yeah. that has been a lot of my mission and right. a lot of the things that I write about so yeah, Rich and I were just talking. He was talking about his Fat Boy Feels thing, and 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 we're gonna do a whole podcast on his show, and he's gonna yeah, be on your yeah. show, yes, right, Rich? I love that. You're gonna be on her show too, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, oh. <laughs> but I was telling him about that. There is an audience for that, Absolutely. right? He's yeah. showing you. Follow me as I get to the to the body weight I'm trying to get to, mm-hmm. and you could do it yourself too, mm-hmm. right? And there's a whole audience of people who are trying to maintain whatever the weight is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to be, you know, skinny and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But whatever the weight is you're trying to get to, let's get to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's a positive thing. So yeah. Yeah. seeing women who look just like you, who are the color of your skin, mm-hmm. which are beautiful, let's yeah. say. <laughs> skin perfect, ain't yeah. it? Like, ain't got a zit. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. Like, shiny and shit. Yeah. Like. Effervescent personality. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of the characters on, on TV that are like fat and black and dark skinned, like, they're like sad and like they're like mm-hmm. like the the other side of their happiness is like being smaller and right. like mm-hmm. yeah nah, like I, I live a very fulfilling life right. okay, i'm look. smart yes. i i have people who love me mm-hmm. i am desired i desire myself mm-hmm. and so i she just said, I, I just, got all kind of chicken yes. heads on me look. Yeah, so I just, y'all I don't just, even I know want, i want <laughs> girls to, to feel that because i didn't feel that for a long time watching i TV. love it yeah, seeing you, you, you trying to say something. Absolutely, that's the key. People always ask me, "What is my voice? How do I find my voice?" And what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the key. When you can get to that, like me, being a black, you know, underdog from the hood. I'm yeah. a rude boy, mod, punk rock kid. I'm an outsider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always write underdog stories about mm-hmm. redemption. Yeah, love that. It could be a horror movie. It could be a drama. It mm-hmm. could be a historical movie. It could be a sci-fi. You will see the same theme. Mm-hmm. And whoever the lead is, they're they're that person. Mm-hmm. But you know, thinking about like gatekeepers, like you mm-hmm. know, you have the Black Wall Street mm-hmm. uh, project. Right. You've had a Sylvester project. You have lots of different projects. And I think about the gatekeepers and how oh, you know, we don't want we don't want a you know fat black woman story. We don't want mm-hmm. a Haitian family mm-hmm. story. Yeah, they think it's niche. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's too niche, but it but it's like we want this, but it, the gatekeepers are like, no, no. So it's so then you have to, I guess, find corners to um, to try to show off your work somehow. But like, how? What is it like for you pitching? I can tell you. <laughs> what, what, what's that like? Get y'all pens and papers out. Yeah. <laughs> because you're trying to like make people see. <clears throat> something that like they is not really in their everyday life here's the deal this twofold for me one there's a reason why i'm not a big showrunner on a big tv show Mm -hmm. i'm a showrunner on small tv shows Mm -hmm. here's it partly it's because of this reason alone yeah i didn't want to wait for hollywood Mm -hmm. i went after my shit so i just started producing projects Mm-hmm. And started doing like Ethan was doing and making projects happen mm-hmm. and whatever. And it made me be in a position where if I were on a show like that, I'd be dangerous because of the things that I know. Yeah. Right. And what happened was 
by the time I finally took the job on a big show, mm-hmm. I had to start back at the beginning place. Mm-hmm. So imagine knowing what I know and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there in a room with all these people going, why do I know more than a co-EP? This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yeah. when it came to production, which I'm really good at, yeah. you know? And so um, so I had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Now, piggybacking off of your, how do I, what was the question? Like how, how, do you, how do you pitch? How do you, how do you make, okay. it's like uh, in, the, in the craft, like at the end when she was just like, bind them, make them see, make them see. Like right. when she was trying to cast <clears throat> a spell, like how do you mm-hmm. make them see? So here's an example. Um, I get a lot of assignments, mm-hmm. right? That's how I make my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. What happens is like this. So you'll go on a meeting, right? They want to they wanna adapt this book into whatever, mm-hmm. right? Into a TV show. Most people will go in and read the book and be like, here's my take and it's this thing. I'll go, I know the book is about Charlie, but the little girl, mm-hmm. imagine if it was about her mm-hmm. and here's why. Now, I'm not totally getting rid of Charlie being in the story, but it's much more from her point of view because she was the underdog in the story. Mm -hmm. So I'm still coming from that point of view. Mm -hmm. I always bring it to which one of them do Mm -hmm. I, and I'll say, here's why she resonates to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Imagine how many other little girls are going to be, and I bring Mm -hmm. it all from that point of view. You believe I have so many more stories to tell. Mm -hmm. That's how you get them, Mm -hmm. from, from my point of view. And that's how, like, on most of the jobs I've got, I'm like, they'd be like, hey, can you do this cool, you know, fast-paced World War Z thing? I'm like, no. They're like, what do you mean, no? I was like, if it was 28 days later, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also know yourself really well. Yeah. 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 But I'll say, but here's how I can make your thing into that. So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, everybody's, you know, got guns and shooting mm-hmm. and it's all, it's much, instead of an uh, uh, army of people, it's seven of them yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and they have to go through these obstacles or whatever and here's how it would look yeah you know what i mean so i'm always trying to find a way to simplify and make it more real yeah you know what i mean so that's that's is that answer your question yeah yeah sir um also thinking about like amy um one of the things that she would tell us is that <coughs> because amy is so warm and and uh, and you know a guiding force she would say how when I, we do start working on on a like in uh, writers groups, that it might be for like you know a predominantly white room mm-hmm. uh, where they don't see you, they don't really know your story. You have to code switch, or you have to mm-hmm. show them that you're world traveled, like mm-hmm. well traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are environments where it's it's not as warm and welcoming. And so that's that's one of the things that I, I get nervous about is mm-hmm. like yeah. the mind fuckery. Like, what what's it going to be like if I'm working for this like fifty year old white um, cishet male mm-hmm. who like um, and you will and I will <laughs> yeah who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's don't a know that's a meme do. right there yeah <laughs> like what, how am I going to navigate that um, so so that that scares me. Here's the thing. The industry, but, here's here's the know, thing that you guys keep, have to know. Keep moving. And I'm talking to everybody out there. Mm-hmm. When I signed with my agents at UTA, I'll never forget. And I, I've said this on the show before. I never forget. I'm sitting at the table with all of them, and they're all in their suits and stuff. And I was like, "Look, do I, they were like any other questions? You know, they're all excited. We're going to make you Issa. We're going to do this mm-hmm. and this." And I said, "Look, I said, yeah, all that's cute. I said, but here's one thing. Do me a favor. Do not." Just send me on black shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, you hear something that most white people don't, and they're all white. And I said, here's something you don't understand. 
We live in your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. We are, was it over, over inundated? I can never say the word. You know what I'm talking about? Where you, uh, it's all inundated. over. Inundated. inundated. I always yeah. say over. Inundated. Inundated yeah. by you. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's an example. You know how we have all the British and South African and Australian actors, and everybody's like, oh my God, they're, I didn't know they weren't American. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they're inundated by us. Yeah, they mm-hmm. watch our shit. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I said, guess what? It's easy for us to write you. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked when you can write us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they got all the nuance and everything. You know what I mean? That's when I'm surprised, yeah. right? I said, so please, if this show or this show comes out, don't just go, oh, well, they're looking for, you know, they, they'll need a black writer. They'll need a right. white writer. Send me on the show if you know what's about the things that I can write. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If not, I will walk. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, I don't know why I told you that story. What were, you, <laughs> were we talking about something? Well, I also I also feel like what you're touching on is too is, is to have a strong sense of self. Yes. Know thyself. Like, know... know oh, you were your, talking about the white writers. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but <clears> like... Especially like um, the idea of like managing your agents too, because like I don't know how to ask for help. I mean, that's that one of the reasons why I'm in therapy. Like, I don't know how to ask people <laughs> for help. I cannot imagine an agent finding me work. I'd be like, oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Yeah, or just like they send me on a sci fi <laughs> and they know damn well I write dick jokes. Like, I can't. Yeah, well, I don't that, yeah. Okay, let me clarify something for y'all. So, here's a perfect example. This is slightly different, but similar. All right. So, we had a. You guys know I'm the co-chair of the Black Committee, right? Yes. As Amy was before, yeah. too, right? Lena. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, uh, a few months ago, we had a meeting, and we were just kind of going around the room talking about what, you know, good news or whatever. And one of the uh, younger writers said, female writer said, um, oh, so we had this meet and greets with all the showrunners, and, you know, I, I, got, I got a meeting out of it, but, you know, it was with the sci-fi executive. And mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to do with there? I write comedy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, she hasn't learned yet. So I let her finish. And I said, can I help you with something? She said, yeah. I says, remember this. Every and I'll I'll fix fix that for you. This is what I said to her. And then I'll fix your thing. So I said, remember this. Every executive you meet may be running sci fi today. And in a month, Mm -hmm. they're in drama. Mm -hmm. And in a month, they're in comedy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or in a year or whatever. Right. And I said, so go to meet them, have your amazing meeting, because they're in the meeting with the guy who runs sci-fi and the guy who runs comedy and the woman who runs drama, whatever. And I said, that's why. Mm-hmm. But does she inject some dick jokes? Hold on. I'll, I'll get to the dick jokes. <laughs> Thank you. That's funny. The dick jokes that's are going to Here's where the dick jokes come in. So I might have a sci-fi show mm-hmm. that's a little raunchy. That I might need somebody who can jump in and add some dick jokes type of shit. That's why. Okay. That's why you take the meeting. Okay. So any showrunners out there right now (laughs) who are in sci-fi and need dick jokes, I'm your girl. There you go. See? But just know I came to write the dick jokes. <laughs> I can't I can't build yes, no you world. Can. Yes, you can. You just need to start reading those scripts and breaking them down like you did the comedy. You'd be like, oh, that's all it is? Yeah. Yeah. Same shit. That's, that's how I became so varied in writing so many different things is I just started reading all the greats going, oh, that's all they did? Mm. All they did was, oh, I see. Yeah. Give me sci-fi. Give me drama. Give me horror. Give me, you know, and it didn't matter. And I started... You know, that bread and butter. It didn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so while you guys are here, mm-hmm. ask away. 
What's mm-hmm. burning? What do you guys want to know? We're coming up. Staffing is starting to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? What What is some advice that you would give us for generals during these staffing times? Okay. Know your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich has an amazing pitch that he does. Oh, yeah. I put him on a yes. mic all the time and go, Rich, tell him your story. <laughs> and it's like a two-minute boom, and you'll be like, oh, this dude's dope. Mm-hmm. Right? Tells you what kind of writer he is, tells you where he's from, tells you his history, he's well-traveled, former football player, went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. The list goes on. You're, like, curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is this big brother that's this bright and smart and blah, 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 blah? And that's what's going to grab you. Mm-hmm. So... Don't, and here's the other thing you guys always got to remember. I talk about this all the time. If you ever listen to my show, I say this all the time. When you get into a room, when you're blessed to get into a room, <clears throat> the best rooms are full of people who are not afraid to say anything that's happened in their life. Mm-hmm. So even in a meeting, say you're going on a show, just general, right? Mm-hmm. Say you're going on a show with, a, with a, the, the characters an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You're not, but your dad is. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Most people are like, I don't want people to know my dad is a no bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the stories that are gonna benefit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's when you're in that room, it's a safe room. So when you're in that interview, it's a safe interview. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So I would be upset if I were in a room with somebody. Hold on a second. Oh, I thought you were talking. Mm-hmm. I I would be upset if I was in a room with somebody mm-hmm. and I felt like they were holding back. And I knew, like, I'd heard them tell stories to people on the side, but they wouldn't say it at the table. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay. like, why are they in this room? Oh, right. yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Don't be, Scott. Don't Don't, be shy. No, no. Don't be tell them. I'll, I'll have meetings where I'm in tears talking about some shit that happened to me and somebody put a gun in my head and what, whatever the thing that happened, I'll yeah. tell the story. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that they know they're getting somebody who was, who was uninhibited by anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fearless about it. That's how you have to walk into your meetings. Not, oh my God, it's the head of Universal. I got a meeting with somebody who can give me a job. I need to tell them the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you walk in that, people will know you walk in confidence. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's going to keep you from worrying about it being some white cis man who's over 50 and all that. Because you can handle them. You live in their world, girl. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're uh-huh. afraid of no white dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So will they always take your pitch? Probably not. But that's one thing down. But they're going to hear my story. But they could hear your story mm-hmm. and be impressed with your how you grew up and the, and the, and the, the topics and things you like to write about. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make them be like, she's different. Mm-hmm. Always tell your Haitian story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always tell your traveling story. Mm-hmm. Always tell your I tell Dick story. Dick story. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> you know, that makes me go, oh, she's fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we can, oh, she could write about the character of John easily. You know what I mean? That's why, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. Anything else? Mm-hmm. What are you reading right now? Because you were saying you were, you were listening to a lot of Audible books. I just listened to <laughs> You Are a Badass. Mm. So what are, you, what are you reading? So I've listened to Will, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. I'm really sad that this has happened. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very sad. Yeah, it is. Um, the way it happened, and I'm not going to go all in d- mm-hmm. deep. And actually, yeah. on the fourth and episode, we talk about it. <laughs> and I said I wasn't going to, but we did. We went it in about 20 minutes. It's hard not to. We went in about 20 minutes. Everybody had a different perspective, which was nice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I read, I listened to, um, let me see, was it Chris Rock, D.L. Hoogley, mm-hmm. Taraji P. Hinton? I think my friend Michael Malice worked on D.L. Hoogley's oh, really? story. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I like it when they narrate it. 
Okay. I don't like yeah. it when somebody else tells the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when not. the actual writer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mariah Carey's memoir was so good. Was it? I haven't and heard she, that she, one. It was so good. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Nipsey Hussle I was telling you about, which mm-hmm. he doesn't do, but it's still dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Dope. I dude, when it that. got to the point where the dude killed them, they painted that picture so good. Mm-hmm. I was angry mm-hmm. listening yeah. to it and in tears, you know, like that motherfucker came back and shot him three times. Mm-hmm. I was pissed. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm listening right now to Steve Martin. Oh, nice. Um, I listened to I said Taraji B. Hinton. Oh, Jamie Foxx has a really good one. Okay. Um, Kevin Hart has a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just this year. And this wow. is for what? They're audible books. Audible yeah. books. Yeah, I just listen like when I'm driving, when I get up in the morning, mm-hmm. go to get dressed and go to bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Boom. When I'm cooking, I got a plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like to learn. I'm just, it's just who I am. That's why I told you I was reading two or three scripts a year, I mean, a day when mm-hmm. I first started writing. Yeah. I'm sure a you're picking day. Up. I'm sure you're picking up tricks of the trade too. Oh God, yeah. There's so much game in there that I'm mm-hmm. learning, and you know, just like um, Will, like Will Smith. I'm not going to get into it, but to me, I kind of understand why he did what he did right. based off of hearing the book. Mm-hmm. Not saying, not justifying why he did it. I just understand where it came from where in the inside yes. of why he did it. He just let it go in the wrong place. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? If we were in the club, it would have been a different situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I'm read, I'm listening. I'm constantly, constantly. Oh, Bernie Mac was another great one I listened to. Have yeah. you heard uh, Yvonne Orgy's? Oh, that's the awesome. other one I was going to get. It's really good. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Matter of fact, I just downloaded that one. Did you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I should. I, you'd it's think that would be one of the first ones I would have grabbed, but I didn't. <laughs> Is that so. the bamboozled mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Bamboozled okay. by Jesus. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. And she narrates it? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because I can't stand with it. <laughs> I'm such an old reader. I really like, like, because I work so much, mm-hmm. I like laying in my bed and reading the book. Really? I like both. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I like to. listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. but I much rather read the book. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I I know I'm late to the game, but I'm reading. Um, it's it's hard for me because book. I have so many oh, nice. scripts to read that my yeah. brain starts to going in different places. Mm-hmm. So, but for some reason, when I listen, oh, and I just listened to the new Mad Max book, which talks about oh, the Thunder Road. Um, it yes. talks about how they made Fury Road. Yeah, whatever. he it's was just so like keep good. it. Uh, he's writes for time. Yeah. I literally finished it on Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So good. Okay, so, yeah, but it's ins and outs too. of how to make get, a movie. I don't get it done yeah. that. So I feel like you, you like at the end of the of the year, you'll have more books read than oh, me. God. But I would like, I'll have like read the actual book. I love it. That's yeah. good. I wish I yeah, could do it. Yeah. I don't have the time. Yeah, not. Yeah. I don't have the mental brain for it. The the time is yeah. where it'll slow me down too. Because mm-hmm. once you're in it, though, I don't know. It's a different feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to highlight too. So that's oh, see, yeah. that's my other thing. Or like write or write like write notes. I know the <laughs> fuck she did say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like writing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Why y'all guys are here? If you got any thoughts or questions, um, please, question. ask, please. Sorry. Um, so I'm always asking people that are more advanced what you would like practical, uh, I guess, tangible advice, writing advice for people that are like we're not novices. So mm-hmm. all of us, obviously like know how to write a script but Mm -hmm. also we haven't been staffed yet so like for that in between of those like almost there writers like on the cusp Mm -hmm. are there any like actual writing tactics that you um you know what i'm saying like advice that you could give to people versus like i know write write more i understand that but like sometimes people say that blithely and are just like Mm -hmm. just just write more and i'm like okay but (laughs) i need like help (laughs) yes 
it's yeah. a, it's kind of where um, uh, Shireen was saying earlier was there's a little bit of when you break down a script, mm-hmm. it becomes automatically. I hate to use the word easier. Mm-hmm. Like say you wanted to write a you know blackish right, right. for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are comedy writers, and you just like when I was back in the day. It's been years since I think the last spec I wrote was like Walking Dead season one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah. That's how nice. long it's been. Y'all young self. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> shut up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Literally. And um, I did a dope-ass episode. I'm sorry. They should have shot that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um, there's something to, I, I used to drive my husband crazy because it would just be playing in the background mm-hmm. over and over and over because I'm listening to their voices. Mm-hmm. Right? So many writers are like, why do I have to write a script? They only want to read a pilot anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because when you get on a show, guess what you're going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're pretty much doing a spec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In essence. So mm-hmm. why not practice how to do it now for free mm-hmm. where you could be learning how to get better at it, mm-hmm. how to dissect it, how to get in, in and out of scenes and go do transitions and all mm-hmm. that. That's what you should be studying. Mm-hmm. How do I maneuver the script so that I am... Like, for example, everybody talks about, you know, David Mamet and all these people. I want to read them to see why are they so great? Mm -hmm. What's so special about the way they're, oh, my God. And you start to read. You forgot you was reading the bitch. It's just on the page, just flowing, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to see why Billy Ray, how can you write a script with no interior, exterior scenes? You forget. (laughs) Four pages in, you're just going like this. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's craft. Yeah, but the only way to get that good is to constantly Practice. work yeah. and read. I know it sounds like oh god, I gotta read another script. Yeah. If you read the type of script you want to read, you will want to read them. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had to force myself to find a sci-fi script that I wanted to read. So I was like, well, what's the one everybody's talking about? Oh, let me get this one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody's talking about it. So let me. Oh, I see. Oh, I see exactly what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, this shit. Oh, the pros are damn. They, you start to get into it. Mm-hmm. I got to find another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you start to do it. Not because you want to write sci fi, because mm-hmm. you want to see why everybody was talking about mm-hmm. it. Because you might be doing comedy and dick jokes now, mm-hmm. but in five years, you grow up. Every, a lot of that my happens. writing mentors say that it you happens. start writing comedy. You let the dicks go. <laughs> Never let the dicks go. <laughs> fly away. <laughs> um, okay, so what is your favorite genre to write? My favorite, people don't, I said it already, it's horror. Wow. I like what we call monster in the house. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I have this script called Mutilated. And it's about these um, seven, eight people trapped in a um, deserted, not kind of deserted, like an abandoned, um, um, like a juke joint type of place in the okay. middle. Of, and they get trapped in the middle of nowhere. They all end up on a winding road and they're all stuck in the middle of like 30 miles from nowhere in the middle of nowhere. And there's this unstoppable beast trying to get in. And it's about, it, you think it's about the monster trying to kill them all, but really it's about these seven, eight people trapped in this place and they lock themselves all inside. Uh-oh. Who is going to, the strong person is going to become weak and the weak person is going to become strong. Mm -hmm. So it's very not a living dead in a sense Mm. with the characters and everybody has an archetype. And who is going to survive in the end is the person you least expect, Mm -hmm. right? Not the innocent little girl, not the whatever. It's this person, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not the badass. It's not the the dude who saved everybody. He sacrifices himself so that that person can live. So it's all that. I like stories where 
somebody makes a mistake. Mm. Somebody opens a door. Mm -hmm. Somebody allows the zombies to come in. Some, you know what I mean? I like Choices. those. It's about people. It's <laughs> the, the zombies and the werewolves and all the other yes. stuff is, is in the backdrop of it yeah. all. Mm -hmm. They are the thing that gets you, but it's about the people battling each other. Yeah, yeah. psychology. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the type of stories that I prefer to write. I don't get to write them. I was going to ask you, so do oh, you... I probably what, have what three do you of those. Get, <laughs> I've you, written over almost 50 scripts. What assignments you know? do you get the most that you're like... Historical. Historical, yeah. yeah okay. Which I love. Mm -hmm. I love... That's probably my second. Mm -hmm. I love... I love... That's why I love... All, I mentioned all these books. They're all bio. I love yeah. bio, history. Memoirs. Yeah, memoirs. Yeah. Like this new show we're doing now is... Um, it was started with, we wrote this pilot three or four years ago about this woman named Kathy Williams. Okay. And she was the first woman, black woman, um, 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 who, in order to escape slavery, mm -hmm. she um, um, disguised herself as a man and went and fought with the Buffalo Soldiers. Oh, oh nice. If you guys saw The Heart of the Fall, yes. it's the black girl who was like a man. Yeah. It's her character. Oh. It's her character. Uh -huh. Wow. That she wasn't really like that in real life. It's the it's the um, the folklore that she was. Mm -hmm. In all of our research, she went and fought with the Buffalo Soldiers, got hurt, <clears throat> and got injured. So she actually walked with a stump, and she became more of like a um, the cook and the uh, the seamstress. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't really getting no fighting out there at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. But what happened after her life was fascinating. She moved to Colorado and became this huge dressmaker, multimillionaire. What? People don't even way, wow. befo way before Madam C.J. Walker and all I'd that love, shit. Yeah, I'd love to know that. Yeah. And so, and so, we had written it as a as a script at first, <clears throat> and it was just going to be this limited series about her. Mm -hmm. And um, our agents at UTA were like, "Hey, you know, do you guys have anything that would work for a scripted podcast?" So I went in and we pitched you know probably seven or eight projects and they love that one mm -hmm. and we were like but here's what we would do different mm -hmm. in the story there's a train that goes from colorado like to the west coast to the east coast and everything else and we're like what if on that train in our research we learned about all these other multimillionaires who nobody ever heard of mm -hmm. on the train we're seeing it from a little girl's point of view who's um she has a father who's like she's like uh, never didn't know she had mm -hmm. and she's an orphan and they get on the train together and go on this long journey across across the to the to the west so he yeah. wants to he wants to find gold and all the shit and on their journey they meet all of these people and through the little girl she learns of their stories and we go back in time and keep oh, wow. seeing oh, how they became these millionaires going from slave to whatever and this and this. Yeah. So it's this, It's right now it's called Black Fortune Heirs. Yeah. But we're, we're going to change the title. To so like so self-made people. Yes. That's amazing. That's really yeah. cool. Is it more yeah. like anthology focused? Yeah, it's an anthology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. Okay, you said pitching. Mm -hmm. Debunk the myth. Because <laughs> it sounds fucking hard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You gotta be on. Also, you kind of talk like you're a talker, so yes. I just feel like it's kind That's of a rude. cheat code. <laughs> it's here's the key. Usually, like if we were pitching and I was pitching this story, mm -hmm. I would probably would have started off with why I want to tell the story. Mm -hmm. When you start off with why, you start off with where the passion comes from, mm -hmm. right? You can say, all my life, I've loved history. And you're going through this whole thing, and you start to light up. So by the time you get into the story, it's just another part of you telling it. So you're not worried about it. What happens is you're trying to memorize something. Yeah, That's where you get nervous, right? Especially if you're not a former actor or mm -hmm. anything like that. It, it becomes that. For me, I always start off with, like, I always try to pose a question, you know? Um, 
and I'm just spitballing something. I'm writing this new thing right now. I, I'm adapting this book for these um, this producers right now. And when I pitched it to them, I said, oh, I would pose this question at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they said, what? So it, it takes place in the 60s around like one of the, the early, 50, late 50s, early 60s around this, our first, one of the first black cops who actually mm-hmm. worked with Tom Bradley and a bunch of people like that. Uh, and California. Yeah. Here in South Central, or whatever, like down by your house, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And um, <laughs> and I said, I would pose a question, like I would say something like, "How many black cop do you, black cops do you think there were in 1959?" Ooh, uh, especially it's like uh, here in LA, yeah, in like South Central. five, okay, fifty. There were about sixty. Yeah. Well, this one was the first one, but imagine if he was like Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. Right, the one who, if a white man slapped him, he'd slap him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I go into the story. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm posing a question. I'm getting you curious. Yeah, and then I drop on in. So that's well, how I got the job. <laughs> I, I want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's how I always get the job. Is I'm I'm trying to find another thing. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gonna go. Oh, it's a story about a guy who blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, mm, how am I gonna grab him? Mm-hmm. I need to pose a question. I'm like, well, what do I be curious about? Well, how many cops were there back then? I'll start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you, it, I just keep it simple. It could be even your stories about, you know, some some cool black black chick who, I mean, call you chick. Um, especially not today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can only add in a brother now. I'll be at <laughs> uh, But, you know, it's about a black girl who, you know, works at a cool law firm mm-hmm. and does whatever. I would say... So I would say, so a lot of people look at me and they think, you know, I'm this, Mm -hmm. right? I would say, what they don't know is I spent six years working in this law firm Mm -hmm. in in such and such a city, you know, studying this and this and this. And imagine if there was a girl like me who, see where I'm going? Mm -hmm. I'm just posing questions Mm -hmm. and I'm just keeping you, but I made it so it was about me. Mm -hmm. That's where people go wrong Mm -hmm. is they just tell you the story Mm -hmm. instead of, instead of. Here's my tie-in to the story. Mm-hmm. And I just gave you a line. I didn't go like a whole long soliloquy of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. I just, a little bit of me, mm-hmm. because what it immediately puts into the head of the producer is you have more stories. Yeah. yeah. If you just tell me the story, I'm going, I wonder if we can hire Amy Aniobi to do this. Right, mm-hmm. right. You see right. what I mean? Instead, I want to know why I want to hire you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be so, undeniable. Be undeniable. The only way to be undeniable is to let you know that I have more. Yeah. And I'm the only one who could do it because of my point of view. For example, I always tell writers this. If you come at it, I always like I'll go in meetings all the time and, and producers will be like, oh, we want to do this story about whatever. And I'll go, oh, it's about an alcoholic, let's just say. And I'll be like, oh, OK, I remember when I was a kid, my sister's boyfriend was this. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell him a quick story. Mm-hmm. And I'll say when I was there's a reason I don't drink. People are surprised I'm. 51 years old, brother. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that one. <laughs> um, I said, there's a reason I'm 51, never drank, smoked, or did drugs in my life. And I said, because of my sister and both of my sisters. I said, when I was younger, my sisters all would date, you know, the, 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 the cool dudes in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and they would be drunk and they would cheat on them or whatever. So it always had this negative connotation for me. Yeah. You know, so as I grew up and I started being able to drink, I was like, I don't want none of that nasty shit because mm-hmm. that's what it does to you mm-hmm. for me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a control freak. So <laughs> I want to be in control. I'm a Virgo. 
Oh yeah, that's him. That's him. That's him. What you trying to say? I'm I know. She is sad. You know. <laughs> it's a couple of them sizes out there that be, <laughs> that be on control. The reason I said sad is because you're very like, um, like very out and like uh, personable, okay. and like there's like a little bit of a charm there. Mm-hmm. But you me. come correct. <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was talking about. What were we talking about? Um, the alcoholic. Oh yeah. yeah. But that's why. So I just tell them a story. Yeah. So that they know that that the reason they hired me is it ties into something they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I always say, if you go into your childhood, you will be able to pick little things. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're thinking immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's I don't know. You go into your childhood, you go, oh, shit, That's the true. lady down the street. Yeah. And I'll say, dude, there was this lady down the street. Man, let me tell you the story. <laughs> and I'll tell them. I remember we were right by, we throw our bikes at the, you know, we throw rocks at the window. This bitch would come running outside and whatever. <laughs> I would tell them, you know, whatever it is. It's like, imagine if she was this woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd set it up. Yeah. Right? Now it's personal. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you may never use none of that. Mm-hmm. But at least it's a jump off point for you to have a story to tell. And they know you're a good storyteller because you just fucking told one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I, I have that. another question. Please. About... Because you get so many writing assignments. Right. So what advice would you give us for like trying to get open writing assignments? And do you feel like you need <clears throat> representation in order to get those? No, you don't need representation at all. You just have to have, you have to be in a position where, I mean, it helps to have representation. Mm-hmm. But here's the, I'm sure Amy's told you guys too, I guarantee you, 90% of the jobs she got, she got without her agent. Yeah. I mm-hmm. guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Especially the position season now. They go, hey, <laughs> they come right, after her. Right, right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the same thing kind of happens is, what happens is, here's a perfect example. So when I first, I used to be at another office at Universal, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now I'm here. I was here maybe a month, and I'll usually have my door wide open. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a guy kept walking by. And I was like, being a gay dude, I was like, is this dude trying to cruise me? <laughs> I was like, oh, I know he's going to walk. I know he's going to knock on his door. I just could feel it. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, oh, boy. I'm at my desk. And I turn around. And I go, hey. And he goes, hey, uh, dude, love all the artwork you have in here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, you're a writer? No, you're a producer? What do you do? I say, yeah, I'm a writer, producer, director. And he says, oh, you don't happen to write horror, do you? And I went, oh. Hmm? <laughs> and I said, you see all those uh, Walking Dead books down there and all those comics yeah. and shit? And he goes, oh. And I said, well, have a seat. So we closed the door and he sat down. So he pitched me a premise mm-hmm. of a zombie movie mm-hmm. that he wanted to do, which was not in my wheelhouse. It was kind of like Pride and Prejudice versus zombie type nice. of shit. I hate that shit. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> Like I said, I'm more grounded. Yeah. I'm much more 28 days later, walking dead, yeah. you know, real shit genre, happened. Yeah. You can die, uh-huh. right? And he pitched this premise to me, and I went, mm, no, nah, that's not me. And he said, well, I thought you wrote horror. I said, I do. I says, let me tell you how I would write. I said, what if it was like this? And I pitched him for 15 minutes, an entire movie, based on his premise. Gave him my card. He walked out the door, and a week later, my, my manager, um, my, my, my lawyer, hits me up going, hey, Hilliard, I got a contract here from a guy here what? on the lot. Wow. He, was, he used to be down in the office down there. And he said, I said, for what? 
He said some untitled zombie movie, and it's like uh, eighty thousand dollars. I said what? what? You know what I mean? Mm. And that's how that happened. Yeah. Right. I came here, and I leave the door open. Rich knows this. My business is open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a place of business. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to invest in yourself. Nobody paid for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. It's me. Mm-hmm. And he all can rent an office here too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I wanted to be where the, in the room where it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you invest in yourself. So Hollywood wasn't coming to me. I wasn't getting the meetings that Amy and everybody else was getting. So I was like, well, fuck it. I need to do my own shit. Right. Yeah. So I just stayed outside of Hollywood making my own projects and producing and, you know, being, a, being an independent guy. Mm-hmm. You could still do well, yeah. you know? But you have to put yourself in a position mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. You have to let people know. Hey, I know. Here's the other thing I used to always tell everybody. Every single producer, I know I'm talking a lot. It's supposed to be about you guys, so forgive me. <laughs> no. no, we, we get in these gems. Every, yes. Well, let me drop game then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing every single producer in Hollywood, everyone, even Amy, mm-hmm. I bet, has a project they're dying to do that they don't have time to do yet. Yes, yep. she's mentioned that. Yeah, she mm-hmm. told right? us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be the one to be like, Amy, let me, let me do a first pass on that. Mm. Oh. For free. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't encourage people to do that, so don't get it twisted. I'm a writer's guild person too, mm-hmm. but you'll be amazed mm-hmm. how many people will be like, wait a minute, for free? But I have a caveat. I need your time. If I call you, I need you to call me back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what what starts to happen, because this has happened to me many times, eventually, they're like, hey, me and the wife are getting together or whatever, Bobby, you want to come over and watch the Oscars? You start to do that shit. Yeah. And you become part of their team. And next thing you know, that other big producer who you've been in love with is at the party too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this guy's writing this amazing project for me. They don't know you didn't get paid for it. Mm. Yeah. Right? And boom, next thing you know, they get you a job. And then they get you a job. And then they get you start to become part of that whole clique. And then you start, I'm more of a fixer. Like people have a problem with the script and I'm like, I know how to get a star in this. Mm -hmm. This is what's missing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It needs this, 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 and this. You need scenes that'll make the commercials. Mm -hmm. Here's how we'll do it. Here's what I, and I'll pitch it back. And that's how you get those type of jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That makes sense? Yeah. So. yeah. What's your routine? Like, so you, you're you're reading all these books, podcasts, <laughs> uh, Audible, uh, all these uh, assignments you're working on. There's like, what's what's your routine? Like, what's what's a do you is a Monday your reading day? Like, how somebody has like a Wednesday leg mm-hmm. day? Like, what what what's your <laughs> every day is? How leg do you day. make it? How do you balance it all? <laughs> Tell them, girl. How Tell do you, yes, every day is leg day. You be walking yes. around. You be walking around with them chickens if you don't <laughs> do it. Labor day. So here's my usual, and 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 my boy can attest to this. I'm here usually seven days a week, mm-hmm. three hundred sixty five days a year, unless we're on a vacation somewhere. And um, and even during the Rona, I was here every single day. Wow. And there was like literally there was a new TV show that just started. I think um, Euphoria is here. They mm-hmm. shoot Euphoria here, so you always see Zendaya and all of them down. Oh, there. cool! Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> and yeah, this is my cousin. And, uh, <laughs> She's our cousin she, too. We she called her. me talking about what you doing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hanging out with Tom Holland. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so, um, so usually I'm here seven days a week. I don't get here usually till about twelve, twelve thirty, right? Something yeah. like that. And um, which is late to a lot of people, but we don't get up till nine. And so, <laughs> and uh, I usually get up, make breakfast, take the girls out, you know, and then I go to the gym and then I come here. Mm-hmm. And then I usually set my alarm every 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have my weights and my bench and stuff. And I yeah. work out 
even though I went to the gym, my I work. But usually, what happens is I have my script up that I'm writing now. I've mm-hmm. said this many times. I have an outline for the next thing I'm doing, mm-hmm. and maybe like minimize a script I wrote ten years ago or something. So you're always editing. You're always. I'm always um, editing. Wow. Developing. Same. You're the always reason, writing. The reason for that is who you are now. Like you were talking about, oh, that script was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even remember what it was because mm-hmm. it was so not you now. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you went back and went. Let me see if I can fix that. Mm-hmm. There was something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you added the new you. That's what I do. Well, that's, that's ultimately right. what happened. Okay. That, that really bad script right. turned into something <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have those scripts, too, which I wrote something and I was like, eh. I mean, it was good. You know, it was okay, but it didn't do whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so let me finish my thought. So every 45 minutes, my alarm goes off mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll come in here, I work out for 10 minutes, and I'll switch to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll change the music that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So you might come in here and I'm playing hip hop because it's something more modern. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come in and I'm playing minstrel music from like the 1800s <laughs> or something. Because, because I'm, I gotta be wow. in that space, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I'll switch to something else and it might be all new wave because it's from the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm constantly keeping in that headspace so that I'm always like feeling like I'm on that ride mm-hmm. of yeah. whatever it is, you know what I mean? And always? I only do five hours. Mm-hmm. Usually five six o'clock, I'm gone. I love your life. That's yes, all I do. right. That's all I do. Life with Hill. Yeah, yeah. I love it, but when I'm on assignment, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No. When I'm on assignment, though, um, I will spend all the time researching, getting all that stuff down, putting it on the board, and organizing everything. And then I'll go away for a week. And um, even though I have my office, I go away. I have a, my favorite place in Ventura, and it's got these beautiful suites, and you know you can see the beach and all that. Wow. And I'll go away it's for on a, a week. Cliff, I think. No, no, it's in just right on the beach in okay. Ventura, mm-hmm. and I'll just lock myself in there for a week and go down to the gym and walk to the beach or whatever, and just write. Mm, and I'll yeah. get out the whole whether it's a movie or a TV show, I'll do it in a week. Yeah, I'll write the whole thing. And then I'll just spend, I'll usually write in about four or five days, and then I'll spend the next two or three days just polishing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I'll let it sit for like a couple of days, and then I'll come back, and then I'll start rewriting again, and then I'll pass it to my friends and let them read it. You know what I mean? So that's my new, my usual, usual thing. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, again, going back to like the, the strong sense of self, were you always like that? Were you always somebody that, that knew yourself knew what you like to write about knew your style felt really confident in who you were no yeah how did you find that i don't think i figured it out until about maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. you know i've been writing since 2000 2001 mm-hmm. you know so a long a lot of time that's why i said to you i guarantee you in five years you still may be writing dick jokes but they're gonna be different <laughs> I, Again, just because you keep, especially if God bless you to get on a show, mm-hmm. you're going to learn how other people pitch and how they come in with things. You'll be like, oh, the dick jokes are very plain. I need to do it so it's got, I'm missing an extra beat. Mm-hmm. Like I'm missing an extra vowel. Whatever it is, you start to figure it out for yourself. And that's what happened to me is I started realizing that I was writing to certain themes as I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and my husband would be like, you know, you're writing this theme all the time. I was like, really? He said, yeah. And I was like, well, the next script, I'm going to try to do something different. Okay. Well, what's but is that okay, though, to write, like, the same sort of theme? or? It is once, like, now I write to the same themes, mm-hmm. but the themes are about, are the thing that makes me want to write it. So, like I said, when I'm writing an underdog story about mm-hmm. redemption, you know, for example, in whatever the genre is, mm-hmm. that is the same. 
Mm-hmm. The world and the story and everything else is different. Mm-hmm. But my theme of what I'm writing will be there, mm-hmm. right? So you will notice if you read the last, I don't know, 10 years of my scripts, you will see that same thing mm-hmm. in them. That's okay to have. But to me, that's what allows me to be able to jump genres, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I know what the themes are. There's a difference between writing about redemption, writing about fatherhood, writing about, you know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. you're... Now it's different. Right. You haven't mastered those things. I'm I'm staying in the same. I'm writing a horror movie in the same with an underdog story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I mean? Or I'm writing a biopic in an underdog story. I'm writing, you know, whatever it is. So that's why it works. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Was it was it through writing that you discovered? Um, I don't. I don't discovered yourself. Was it through writing? Was it through reading a particular book? Was it like one day you had this epiphany? Like this is me. Like. What was that moment for you where everything just clicked? I think <clears throat> I talk about this a lot because you know people always ask me about the um, the, the the screen screenwriting um, competitions and stuff. I came up through those. Like I was talking earlier about Sundance and stuff. The first script I ever wrote, I sent off to Sundance, and next thing you know, I was on the list. Mm-hmm. Right, first draft. <laughs> so that helps your ego. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell writers to have this. You have to have your why for everything you do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm writing the script. I've had my three or four of my writer friends read my scripts. I've polished it. Mm-hmm. Where is it now? Mm-hmm. Let me see how it does at Austin. Okay, it only made it to the semifinals. Okay, I got work to do. Instead of, ooh, I made it to the uh, mm-hmm. I just want to know where it is, right? Out of 6,000 people, how did I do? Right, that was my why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh shit, I won. Then it started doing that. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was using it as a place to find where can I polish it. Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it out there in the world where it can hang at Sundance? It can hung, hang at Nichols and all these other. And I was like, oh, okay, it only made the quarters, only made the semis, only made the finals. I still got some more work to do. Right. That's what it was for for me. It wasn't about winning, but it also helped my ego to know that I could get there. Mm-hmm. So I was clearly writing on a certain level and people are getting it yeah and so what i found is when my friends or my big producer friends would read they're like dude you're really advanced i can tell by the way you write it's because i've read so much Mm -hmm. and i know what they're doing so i'm imitating sometimes and making it me yeah if that makes sense yeah you know so you you can i can tell i can open up a script in a minute and go oh oh, they're they're advanced like that i can see it question how like what makes you go oh they're I want to keep reading. Versus it's style, mm-hmm. right? Style is voice. Mm-hmm. The people are like, what's the voice? Style is one of them, mm-hmm. right? How you come into the scene, how you introduce your characters. Like a lot of people are like, oh, she's tall. She's, she's, she's 22. She's cute. No. <laughs> More. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want you to paint the picture. Mm-hmm. Like I, I personally like when people are like, you know, she's, she's, she's so tall. You know, you would think she played for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Tell me something about her. You know what I mean? That gives you more. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Um, the way you describe, you know, somebody's house. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you walk into the bedroom. You you know immediately when you walk in here. This is clearly a skater kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? With Tommy Hawk, this and this. You paint the picture for them mm-hmm. so that they get clarity on what it is. You know, and what comes out of their voice sounds like what I described, mm-hmm. right? And it's different from the next yeah. character. Lots of other things, you know, we all know the black on the page thing, you know, which is my biggest pet. I can't stand it. <laughs> if people have blotches like this and I'm like, yeah. 
it it does it causes anxiety it's like <laughs> why you got seven lines on here <laughs> to say one thing <laughs> here's the irony though you will read oscar scripts yeah. still today yes. oh, yeah. that have yes it. i'm not gonna name yes. names but i i, I see it yes I Man, see i'll you. tell one shit i'll tell it <laughs> he is not not the dick writer not the dick joke writer i'll tell one but the script actually was good Sometimes it's 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 written so well you still keep reading them. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. When you know the rules, that's when it's harder to write. When you don't know, you take more chances. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Right? yeah, like when you know the rules, you could break them. You could break them. Yeah. Shonda all Ryan's the time. Yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But see, even Shonda, like I was I was having a, a disagreement with my producer partner the other day about um um the comparison of Tarantino and other writers, and they were saying something about like as if it was um, Tarantino was was all breaking the rules and this and this. And I says I've actually sat in a room with Tarantino mm-hmm. and heard him talk about how he's not necessarily breaking the rules. He's yeah. working within the rules and doing something. He's just coming at it a little different. But when you break it down, which I have, right? You still see Act One, Act Two, and Act Three in the goddamn thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where the person who doesn't quite understand how to break down story and structure doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. To them, all they see is something new. Mm-hmm. But to us, I go, yeah, but I still saw that clearly it went to black yeah. at 26 pages in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? So I know that's the end of the act, mm-hmm. right? So it's like little things like that where you start to see. Um, that's why I'm always encouraging about the more you read them, the more you will master what is happening on the page. And it will become so much more easier for you as you were writing because you have, you can just channel it in your head of what you write, read or saw. You saw what they did in Blackish and you saw how they opened mm-hmm. the new the first episode of It's Cure or whatever it is. You go, oh, in 20s, you know, you see what they mm-hmm. do on the page and you go, oh, I just have to do something you know, I'll make it look like that. And when they talk to the camera, they do this. When they do whatever it is, you yeah. know what I mean? Is that how you study scripts when you format them? Or like when you're reading the way it's they're formatted? Like I I know everyone studies differently. So mm-hmm. like do you read and take notes? Do you read and go like oh, like yeah. I was saying earlier, oh, there's three jokes or you know, how do you study? Absolutely. Like there was something um um, I talk about this a lot on when I got on the last show that I was on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, it, this doesn't always happen. Sometimes you will get a meeting for a script and your agent or your, your rep will send you a script mm-hmm. and go, read the script. You have a meeting tomorrow at noon, mm-hmm. right? Excuse me. What happens is this. Most people read the script and just go, okay, I read the script, take a couple of notes, so right. now I know what it's going to do. I read the script and before I do, I go, before I send, before you send them anything, let me read the script because it might not be that script you think you're going to send. Mm. Ooh. Because I'm looking at the themes that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. See, everybody goes, well, you, it's an action show. Shouldn't I send them my action script? Mm-hmm. No. What are they talking about? Yeah. Like, who, who's the character? What is, what's the character? It might be an alcoholic action dude. Right. You might have a great alcoholic story. Yeah. But it's a comedy. It might be that yeah. one that actually gets you this. That's why you hear about That's writers good. going, oh, I got staffed on the show. I don't, I don't write sci-fi. You know, they brought me in because I had this cool drama that was whatever, and they needed somebody who was good structure. Right. Yeah, you I know think I mean? you know Christina Thomas. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she worked on a J.J. Abrams show recently, mm-hmm. um, but she's she's a drama writer. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Same same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
That makes sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question Christina. for the table, though. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. How do you... How did you know what type of writer you all were? Mm. Ooh. What, and when did you find that out? I don't know. I, I am drawn to a lot of dramas. Like, I just finished uh, Severance. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Um, it's with... Uh, it's really great. You have to see it. It's uh, with Adam Scott. It's very unexpected. It's Ben Stiller uh, produced... I like dramas a lot, but then I like comedies. I'm very goofy. I like um, absurdity, so absurdist humor. So it's like I, I want to tell stories like that. But then when I think about the topics that I like to talk about, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, a coup d'etat in Haiti, like, you know, people getting overthrown by the government mm-hmm. and getting thrown out, like, that's not very funny. It can be. It can um, be, yeah. <laughs> uh, You should listen to Trevor yeah. Noah's book. Yes, it's yeah, really I should, yeah. yeah. Really okay. Yeah, no, I, I like him, I like him a lot. Way. So, yeah, I just think I'm drawn to it. I, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to be in that world, like Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started, so I'm a dramedy writer now, but I started drama, like, my first, like, 10 scripts are hour-long dramas. Mm-hmm. And I think... One day, I don't know if someone told me or if I just thought, like, I just kept saying, I'm not funny. I'm not funny, so I'm just going to stick to dramas. I'm not funny. I'm not funny. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I want to write this comedy script, but I'm just going to write it, as like, to get it out. I'm right. not going to actually use it for anything. I just want to mm-hmm. write it so that I can say I did it. And then I did it, and I was like, <sighs> like, this is actually, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be my best script. That's and right. I actually pitched it, and it be, now it's a, it's a short. That's premiering in uh, May. Shout out. Um, yeah. yeah. Come on now. <laughs> no, oh, but. Oh, oh. Um, Where am I 10%? Yeah, <laughs> residuals are just residuals. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> going on the back end? On the back end. See so yeah. how they do the brothers. But, but Amy, Amy was also telling um, that you'd be really great in features too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's something I want to venture into um, eventually as well. So I'm definitely interested in both. But I, yeah, I I don't know. I guess after writing that, I was like, oh, I can do this. And then I went back and read some of my old drama scripts, and mm-hmm. I was like. There's like a lot of jokes in the d- drama, oh. but at the time it just felt like drama with like some levity and not dramedy. Or I know comedy. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, people meet me and they think I'm a comedy writer because I'm silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but I, but if I do, it's much more in the darker. Yeah, like, like you said, I think you like darker. You know. Yes. Com- yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm, I don't think jokes. I think real things that happen that are funny. That are funny mm-hmm. yeah. situational comedy. And, and, and I can't tell you how many readings I've had. And actor, bringing their actors, and we do a reading. I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, that's kind of, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, like laughing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, they're like, dude, you should be doing comedy. Like, no, no. <laughs> I, I think darker though. Like, yeah. I immediately go to somebody's getting killed. Somebody's getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. die. Um. Well, I think. How did I know that I wanted to write what I wanted to write? Um, I think for a while because I was trying to, I feel like in my life, I was just trying to get people to like get over the fact that I was like dark skinned and fat. And mm-hmm. like, I just was like, like, why can't you just see me? Like, like why, in life, not yeah, in like, your stories. Yeah, like in life, right? Like, mm-hmm. why, why can't you just see me? Why, why do people see me as less than or see mm-hmm. me as less beautiful? Like, and I just, it really took a toll on, on my self-confidence mm-hmm. and my self-worth. I love that you know that. That's good. And until one day I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. You, 
I don't I and I I had to apologize to myself for even trying to get people to see me in spite of I did I had to apologize to myself and apologize to my body for trying to get people to see me mm-hmm. in spite of the things that I thought was negative about mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and um I just started walking around with the air of I am beautiful like mm-hmm. I'm beautiful I'm I'm confident I deserve happiness mm-hmm. I deserve all those things in life and what if posing the question mm. what if other women who look like me need to hear that and yeah that's, that's your pitch <laughs> yes that's your pitch <laughs> i know everything about you just from mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. see yeah okay how did Don't that lead to <laughs> <laughs> how did that shireen lead to comedy for you or do you think you were always comedy oh well i again i have like this whole meta idea about like existing in this body and like having to show up a certain way because of like the images that i've i've seen Mm -hmm. before like i've had to be funny but it just came naturally right like i've always i was always the person who like you know laugh like Mm -hmm. i I remember even being young like if i could get somebody to laugh i know it's a good day Mm -hmm. like i know it's gonna be a good day but then like i realized like my family is super funny like Mm my i'm not even the funniest person that i fucking know (laughs) like so my family is so funny and they just crack jokes all the time and i was just like i know i can be funny like i know i'm funny Mm -hmm. so i just kind of like leaned into that so those are like always what's working mm-hmm. in my writing yeah. yeah and it's almost like you're you're kind of feeding people medicine through laughter yes mm-hmm. awareness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Through making them laugh yeah i think that's a really important thing though you gotta have people ask me why do i write and i and i it sounds cheesy i say because i have to mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean like i can't not wake up in the morning and be thinking about this mm. you know no matter how successful one may be like i still wake up going I got to do this. Ooh, this other. Pr- I still haven't done my Semester. I still haven't mm-hmm. done my toast. Like whatever. Like I still there's shit to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. And every year a new project comes out. I'm like now this, this would be the shit. That's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. But you got to be finding projects. You got to be writing projects that you are passionate about. If you don't, mm-hmm. that's what's gonna make you go. Oh, I got six of those just sitting there. I never finished them. Yeah. Whatever. Because mm-hmm. you don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're trying. You're trying to go. Well, maybe I could write an insecure. No, write your whatever right. your thing is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Write something about a black girl traveling to Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I'm just generalizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We haven't seen that bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? China, because she, yeah, she lived in China too. You know, whatever. Yeah. Europe, China, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't seen that story. Mm-hmm. What's that point of view like? Mm-hmm. You know, is there a story? But that might be a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that might be the movie version of that mm-hmm. um, that you could do. Um, be thinking about, I'll give you guys a couple things. Mm-hmm. Like I said, be thinking about your pitch that you're going to say about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because people, everybody's going to say, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? What, not only is it, I'm from Chicago, I'm from here, I'm from whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm from here. Like, I always do this. I was born in Detroit. Like, we moved to Brooklyn when I was two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, military brat, youngest of five, throwing shit away. Right? Just letting mm-hmm. you know a little, just like bullet points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you will hear... When I come back to call back to this shit, you've heard it before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just listening. You're listening. You know, we moved to, moved to the Bay Area when I was, you know, seven years old, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I said, when we grew up in a place called Palo Alto, California. Mm-hmm. And I said, but not the Stanford side, the East side, mm-hmm. what we call the Dangerous Mind side. Have you ever seen Dangerous Mind? Yeah. That was my school. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, oh, so I'm painting a picture. So I so, said, 
I'm setting that up so when I get into my whole punk rock dude and I'm the weird, I'm the kid who's dope, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, when you picture me in this world and you see why I write what I write, that's why. Mm. So I set up all these things so you get a piece of me, you know? And it's going to help you understand, number one, I'm harmless, yeah. right? As a black, bald dude, yeah. I still got to show you that I'm harmless. Yes. Because their first impression mm-hmm. is that I'm a black, bald dude, mm-hmm. right? And then I got to deal with being black, gay. Mm-hmm. You know, I got yes. you yeah. know, I got a bunch of things going on. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw it away. You know, of course, I was a young black gay kid on the street. But I throw it away, mm-hmm. right? Just to let you know. That shit is out there. Yeah. You know, we'll be talking about, oh, shit, my husband, blah, blah. I throw it away. Mm -hmm. Right? So that we don't have to get there and they'll be like, I didn't know you were gay. I didn't know you were what. Right. I just thought, I'm like, you can't tell I was gay. Shut up, girl. (laughs) So silly. (laughs) Anything else while I got y'all? We were talking about like drama and comedy and there are a lot of, I, I, Amy, Amy um, is of the mind that like, uh, you know, and it's true in con- in drama, you can find uh, some com- comedic moments. Um, it's the same in in comedy; you can find some dramatic moments. Right. There are a lot of people out there that are saying, "I'm a dramedy writer." Mm-hmm. Um, Amy says, "Pick a lane: your drama or your comedy." Which I I actually I I agree with. What about you? Like, what do you think about that? Like, where people have been sort of blurring the lines and saying, I'm a dramedy writer. Like, they, they kind of, they want to meld the two genres together. I don't know if that I makes any sense. I, I totally get exactly what it is that she's talking about. Because um, remember, there's, it's, there's not like tons and tons of, of, of shows and TV in particular that are like full-on dramedy. Mm-hmm. It's either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's partly why she's saying, find that lane. You could, you could still, you can have an hour that's, feels like a dramedy mm-hmm. like let's just say it could be um i was thinking mm, that's probably the wrong thing like i was thinking like ugly betty and shit and this is way old yeah but, this is us you know what i mean this is us yeah mm-hmm. i was gonna say this is for some reason every time i watch it i cry yeah. so i'm like is it a, still a comedy yeah, <laughs> but it's jokes in there i know, I know for, sure, yeah, for sure yeah and I've, i see what you're saying because mm-hmm. there are times where i'm like now why y'all gonna write that and they <laughs> just got done crying <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah yeah but there's an art to that mm-hmm. for you to be crying one minute and, and for you to be laughing one minute and crying another minute mm-hmm. is very hard to do mm-hmm. yeah. you know and that that is technique you know that's why i'm saying the more you guys understand why people are writing this stuff mm-hmm. you will start to see the patterns and it won't <clears throat> like i said i hate to say things become easy because no script is easy mm-hmm. but it becomes not as you stop being so fearful of attacking it mm-hmm. right you know because you feel like you have the tools to go in mm-hmm. like when I read people's scripts, <clears throat> I was saying this the other day on a, another podcast. I was like, it's it's hard for me to read people's scripts, especially if they want my opinion. I will I, I go through people's scripts if they send me a PDF and I'm writing all my notes in the little yellow little pop-ups, right? And by the time I'm done, I will sit down with you for two hours and give you notes, right? My husband hates that I do that, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> and... It's because I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, girl, you're on to something. But yeah. imagine if you did this. If you turn up this moment to this. What is this dialogue here? You don't need that. You mm-hmm. need this. Right? Here's a pitch. What if we do? I just can't. I'm just like yeah. constantly trying to help them to see it in another way. And really, you're passionate. And really, I'm channeling all these things that I know. 
or that I've read or that I've seen or that I've experienced mm -hmm. going, this is really going to grab them. This is a journey into sound. <laughs> 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 Oops, about to break my shit. Um, and so I'm, I'm channeling all that stuff to help the writer get through this and be better. Mm -hmm. You know, my producing partner is like, you know, you're a professor. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm a fucking writer who just, <laughs> who just loves to see people succeed, right? Yeah. It's just who I am. Um, did I ask you a question? I think you did. What were we talking about? Picking a lane. Yeah. Picking a lane. Oh, yeah, picking a lane. Sorry. Um, that's why we're called the rant room, as y'all see. <laughs> you to be going over there. We was over here a minute ago. <laughs> so I agree with Amy 100%. Um, I do think some other people probably would disagree. Um, but I think when you're emerging, it's good to learn and really figure out the thing you're trying to do. Yeah. Like, you should have an hour, but you should probably should have more half hours if, if oh, comedy yeah. is your lane. Yeah, yeah, you I have more I mean? half hours now. Yeah, but. You, sh you should have an hour or two mm -hmm. just so that God bless you to be on a This Is Us. You, mm -hmm. could, you could submit something because mm -hmm. you ain't going to be able to submit that half hour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I was just complaining about this the other day. So check. Yeah, I just <laughs> smacked. So check. Here's the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. I was arguing with my agents a few months ago or a month ago about I wanted to get on the show. And I was like, you know what would be perfect? I wanted them to submit my Tulsa script for this particular show. And mm -hmm. I was like, dude, it'll be perfect. It talks about all the themes of this and this and this. And he goes, oh, well, they won't read a feature script. I'm like, why the fuck will they read a play? Right. But they won't read a goddamn feature script. Right. They're not going to read the whole thing anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. I just want them to see I can write this tone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know why I wanted to brought that shit up, but it's <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> you know what Did I mean? he do it? No. <laughs> No, he sent him my, oh, and that happened to me too. I was up for this dope-ass show mm -hmm. in that tone. I'm not going to say what it is. Y'all know what it is. And got all the way past the showrunners to the studio and everything. And come to find out, he submitted a pilot that I had had. And I didn't even realize it. I'm thinking the whole time they read Tulsa. Uh, wow. And then the the, the, the the executive said, oh, dude, just want to talk to you about that, that pilot, dude. That was amazing. And I was like, which one? Right. And he was like, because I've written so many. I didn't know what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, oh, uh, such and such. And I went, huh? Because I had planned, oh, here, the thing. I'm going to talk about this yeah. moment this, this, and how this, this, this combines yeah. it. They ain't even seen the damn thing. Damn. I was like, it's some bullshit right here. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know, I didn't get the job because I, I came unprepared yeah. because I planned something else. Yeah. I was planning to compare all my shit to that script yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah. how it works with that character and this and see, I already know this stuff and blah, blah. I was going to use it. And then they said they read this other thing and I was like, I ain't even read that thing yeah. in like two years. <laughs> and I, they were like, tell us about that. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Uh, oh, <laughs> like, man. I forgot. Oh, no. Yeah, literally. And you're, you're so quick on your toes. It don't matter. But if, if it's not fresh in your yeah. head, you know what I mean? Like she said, she wrote that thing a long time ago. She mm -hmm. was like, I don't even remember what it's called. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happens. You know what I mean? I haven't read that script in three years, but they still use it as one of my samples. Oh. So it's like, uh, I know it's a good script. It got me on the last TV show I was on. You know what I mean? But anyway. Dang. So she's correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Took me 20 minutes to get there. But <laughs> No, it was a good 20 minutes. I enjoyed it. But like, yeah, I just I, I'm just wondering with your your the dynamic with the agent. 
Oh, we're, we're fine. Yeah. yeah, we're fine. I had to, I had to, you know, say, yeah, look. Yes. Okay. Real uh, talk. Yeah. Don't do that shit. For real? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, but that, that, that was the conversation. That was when the conversation happened. I was like, why won't they read this damn thing and they won't whatever? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's where that came all out of from. Um, yeah, don't assume. <clears throat> no. No. Mm-hmm. I usually say, um, I usually, I try to get my reps to send me the, um, the uh, the staffing grid so that I could see it too. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people. So I go, oh, I know Amy. She's writing on whatever. Oh, right. I know Lena. Oh, I know whatever. I can say things, right. you know, to help them. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Don't just go, oh, they're, let me just submit you. Right. When I could say, I could actually call that bitch. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me help you do whatever. So that, that has been uh, beneficial to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still. I'm still so focused on. I can have so many other development stuff that I'm doing. I kind of get caught up in that that I start to forget. Oh shit! I'm trying to staff right now right. too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it right. just kind of goes by the wayside. If like I ain't heard from, I'm like, well, oh well. Yeah. I'm developing this project for this producer anyway. Yeah. So you know. Do you have like an Excel doc that you keep to like keep track of everything, or is it all just like in your? No, no. I have a. Um, I finally did. I did a recent one last year, like sometime during the Rona, mm. like the Rona gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I was still here. <laughs> maybe last summer, I just like put maybe 10 of them, like here's the ones I use the most, mm-hmm. you know, because like, I tell writers all the time, I know it sounds like I've written a lot of scripts and I have, but it's because some of them are versions of others. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one script, I think I have three different versions of, one's a feature, one's a pilot. And one is is a pilot from a different perspective of one of the other characters, you know what mm. I mean? And because the world was so interesting. And I was like, man, if we follow this character, this would be a different show. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, yeah, I ain't doing nothing. Let me try, you know what I mean? And you just start to do that. And I tell writers, you can do that. Yeah. And it might be the one that actually works for you better. Mm-hmm. But even my Sylvester, I have two different versions of the Sylvester script. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know that. Yeah. The first one I wrote, I haven't looked at that in 10, 15 years. 12 years, whatever, how long he's been. One's a film and one's uh No, they're both films, uh, but I just I just had a different perspective on it once I figured out it was from another perspective, before, which I really liked, but nobody else was really loving it. Yeah. And so I switched it to another perspective, and now it's from the perspective of Sylvester on his deathbed telling his story. Oh, wow. Yeah, and before it was from, like, um, Martha Wash from the, from yeah. the Weather Girls. Mm-hmm. It was from her perspective telling the story to like a person from the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. And mm. But it was too focused on them and not enough of Sylvester for yes. everybody. I still love that story. Yeah. But because I wanted, I wanted, I wanted like, you know, um, Jennifer Hudson or somebody to play Martha. Mm. It is back when she was, was bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and that's still okay to say? Is that okay to say? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. So <laughs> I want to make sure I'm correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before she lost her weight, yes. how's that? Um, so I'd envisioned it for somebody like her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that's, I was trying to write it with her in the lead, but mm-hmm. it was about her telling the story and we look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, uh, I loved uh, Jiv- Divine Joy Randolph. She was in High Fidelity mm-hmm. and in the Dolomite movie. Yeah, with, uh, I love her. Yeah, yeah. she's love amazing. Mm-hmm. She, would, she would be great. But she gotta be able to sing though. I think she can. She, I, th- I think she's, she's like Julia. Julia. I think she's yeah. Julia. Can she yeah. sing? Can she sing? I'm sure she can. <laughs> I think she can. I think she can sing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was that. That was that. 
Mm-hmm. Anything else before we wrap up? No, this is amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad to have yeah. each Your skin and every is so one of you. so shiny and luminous. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get over there with this one over there. Look, look, cover girl. Shereen <laughs> awesome. over there all cute and stuff. I got the videotape. Um, so Colette. Go down, tell everybody where you at, where people can follow you, your podcast and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, my <clears throat> podcast is called The Yummy Coco Show. It's a, pod cu- a pop culture variety show podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Yummy Coco. So that's Y-U-M-M-I-C-O-C-O. And then the show is the same. Coco, uh, it's kind. It's like cutesy, cheeky uh, kind of word. Uh, Coco means pussy in Haitian Creole. Damn. So my kind. She of, said yes. it. And I like. I like to feature. You know. She said it. Yeah. I like to feature creatives that exude charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Mm-hmm. Which is why uh, Shireen and Jasmine have been on my show. No, Haley will come, come on my I show. <laughs> yes. She in love with the Coco. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> Where you at, Jazzy? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at m i z z underscore j a z z. So Miss Jazz. Uh, my Twitter is underscore all that jazz <laughs> underscore. Um, and yeah, I also have a brand called Rebel Africa, which oh. I need to promote more. But um, what is it? It is a platform that I created in 2018 to mm. uh, bring together creatives, uh, black creatives with an emphasis on the African community because nice. I think we don't get supported enough mm-hmm. like in the home. So I wanted to create something that mm-hmm. uh, fosters that connection outside of the home. Nice. Um, you guys have a website and stuff? Or? Yeah, we do. Rebelafrica.org or you can find mm-hmm. us at rebel underscore Africa on Instagram. Nice. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, on Instagram, I'm at and the winner is Shireen. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Claim that shit. <laughs> so, yes, Instagram uh, at and the winner is Shireen. And on Twitter, uh, the rational one. So. <laughs> You're yes. stupid. If y'all, if y'all bitches don't make it, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> at Hilliard Guest, you guys can follow the show. Screenwriters are, are on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to. We're all over the world. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. <clears throat> Chris will be back hopefully next week. Um, thank you, Rich, for bringing the donuts and hanging with us. We appreciate you. Um, he ain't never on Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> he about to be on Instagram. Fat boy, feels. fat yes. boy feels coming soon. We'll have all that up in the next month or so. Be out to be able to blast. We'll do a whole episode. We won't worry about it. We'll, we'll promote that shit. Um, so yeah, look, really proud of my dude over there doing some good stuff. Um, let's see what else is happening. Uh, lots of good stuff. My new show be dropping soon. I'll tell y'all about it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Called Tick, it's called Ticker. We'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be dope. It's yeah. an anthology too. It's dope. Nice. Um, let's see some other shit happen on the shit or anything I won't tell y'all. No, that's about it. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, anyway, we appreciate y'all. Shout out to Amy and Yobi, everybody. Yes. Yay, Amy. We love you, Amy. Burr, 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 burr. Yes. <laughs> the, the antidote. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long are you guys in the in the tribe? Is that still going on? Well, we technically graduated recently, mm-hmm. um, but we still hang on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blood <laughs> in, like, blood out. We're Amy. we're there forever. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. I love you. Yes. <laughs> y'all Crips now. I see y'all. <laughs> blood <laughs> in, blood out. Nah, we're we're tri 
forever. Yes, yes the program just <laughs> ended. So that's what's up. Shout yeah. out to Amy. We love you, girl. Love Keep you, doing Amy. great things. Yeah. We gotta have you on the show. Yeah. She know I've been trying to get on the show for years. It's all right. She ain't acting like she busy and stuff. She ain't got no job. She ain't doing <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love you, girl. Keep doing your it's thing, amazing. girl. Proud of you. Um, let me see what else. Everybody joining me for 2022. Okay. Yes. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2022. 2022. Yeah. And Wakanda forever. Peace, y'all. Bye. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.